Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com, and I encourage you to visit them uh, to get the regular updates. I'll give you an example of a regular update that we're expecting any moment. Uh, there should be a press conference underway in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, uh, featuring Alexander Yusuk and Anthony Joshua. It's scheduled for, I believe, uh, 5.30 local time, and you know, that's, that's got to be around now. But anyway, the point of the matter is, is uh, they're, they're fighting on Saturday, August 20th. Uh, I announced that yesterday. I'll let you know. Uh, it's been confirmed. Uh, and I was expecting to see the actual press conference live, but uh, maybe it's on a time delay or something. Or maybe I've got the complete time zones wrong. Anyway, on to my next item of the day. And I had been uh, reporting on this particular event that was taking place in Ontario, California, uh, and I got the results, uh, which were very surprising. Uh, this was taking place at the Doubletree Hotel, as you will recall, back on the 17th of June, as you will recall. It's last weekend, where we had uh, reported the Saul Sanchez fight, who was going up against Eros Correa. And I'll just read the opening uh, paragraph here. This past Friday night at the Doubletree Hotel in Ontario, California, Thompson Boxing Promotions saw the battle of future world title contenders as bantamweight Eros Korea, 12-1, with eight knockouts, upset WBO number five and WBA number eight, Saul the Beast Sanchez, who's now 18-2 with 11 knockouts, winning by split decision. Uh, the Sanchez-Korea fight was a scheduled 10-rounder, and it was the main event uh, headlining Thompson's path to glory. Ah, got a quick little recap here. It says, Korea, I fought the fight of my life. Uh, he's apparently rebounded from his first career loss in the latter part of 2021. And he continues, I've been telling everyone that I'm at my best fighting at 118 pounds. I want to thank Sanchez for giving me a chance to face him. This was a great fight and i'm happy that i got the victory i've worked my whole life for this moment and now i'm one step closer to fighting for a regional title i also want to thank my team for believing in me and thompson boxing for giving me this opportunity elsewhere on that card and a six rounder and the welterweight division louis lopez who's now 11-1-1 with four knockouts defeated previously unbeaten jaliak bogle who's now four and one with uh, two draws and two knockouts uh, and uh, Lopez won, by the way, by unanimous decision. Uh, apparently, he shined in front of his hometown crowd as Boga lost a point in the fourth round after pulling down on Lopez's neck. Although Bogle had what looked like to be better boxing ability, he couldn't handle the relentlessness and the attack that Lopez was bringing. Said Lopez, with a smile, I had to look good in front of my hometown crowd. I kept the pressure coming. And he didn't know how to adapt to my style. I had to make an adjustment after the first round. After that, I was in full control and ready to take on any of the top contenders now in the division. In a four-round bout, super lightweight Pedro Valencia is now 10-0, undefeated, seven knockouts. Showed improvement from his last fight. I don't know how he did that. As he outlasted Maria Aguera, who is now 13, no, sorry, 3-17-1. and one. Uh, winning by unanimous decision. The scorecards read 40 to 36 in favor of Valencia by all three judges. 
In the second bout of the night, middleweight Nelson Knuckles Oliva, who's now 3 0, uh, stopped Antonio Duarte, who's now 2 4, with a brutal body shot in the opening uh, round of a scheduled six round bout. The referee counted out Duarte at 55 seconds of the first round. I keep getting better and better, said Oliva, who recorded the fastest knockout of his career. Duarte was regarded as a tough guy who would take me rounds, and I showed the world how hard I hit. I believe that no one is as strong as me in my division. Wow. That must have been a blast. Again, that's the middleweight division. Uh, quickly, final bout. Uh, in the opening bout, welterweight prospect Anthony Salvador, no, Sal Saldivar Jr. Uh, is now undefeated. He's 1-0. By stopping Genesis G. Win at the 208 mark of the first round and a scheduled four rounder. A series of punches in quick succession saw Win hit the canvas and get counted out. There you go. Some great photos, by the way, on the Boxing 247 uh, website of that fight, as I said, uh, that took place this past weekend down in Ontario, California at the Doubletree Hotel. All right, let's take a quick look uh, at how Ivan Diko, or maybe Diko, uh, Ivan Diko takes his 100% knockout record to Argentina this week as the giant Kazakh returns to the ring. The hammer-fisted Diko will be looking to secure a 12th knockout from as many pro fights in Buenos Aires on Thursday, June 23rd, when he lo locks horns with local favorite Kevin Espindola. The 10-round heavyweight clash takes place on the WBA's KO Drugs Boxing Festival and we'll see the 6'9 Daiko fight for the first time under the Pro Bellum banner, having signed with the Global Promoters earlier this year. Daiko, a former sparring partner of Vladimir Klitschko, Tyson Fury, and Deontay Wilder, says that once he has dealt with Espindola, he'll be, he will only be looking for big fights. Daiko, a two-time Olympic bronze medalist, said, I'm ready for the big fights, and very soon I'll be ready to fight the world champions in the heavyweight division. And here's one of these fellas I've been telling you about with respect to the unclogging of the heavyweight division. He's uh, certainly someone with the size and ability to do so. He said, I've had a great amateur career, and now I've picked up a lot of knockouts in the pros. Everybody knows I have a good technical ability, but 11 knockouts show that I punch very hard. I know my heavyweight rivals are watching me. Keep up to date um, today, by the way, on his career. Just go to the Pro Bellum uh, website or, you know, keep, keep in contact uh, with us. Right. Uh, road to stardom. Road to stardom. Double header from Framingham this Saturday. I've told you about this before. I'll tell you it again. The Massachusetts welterweight title fight this Saturday night between Drake Cuts' Nathan Balkan, who's 3-1, and one, and Byron Ude out of Attleboro could steal the show on the road to stardom card presented by Granite Chin Promotions at the Sheraton Hotel in Framingham, Massachusetts. The first doubleheader in Massachusetts long professional boxing history, Road to Stardom, that's, that's uh, number two, Road to Stardom, will be available uh, to watch day and night via live streaming at boxingtv.com. It's fairly unusual for two fighters with a combined record of five and two with one knockout for a title. But styles make fights, especially in club shows. And Balakin versus Urde has legitimate potential to be fight at night on the evening portion of the Road to Stardom doubleheader for the vacant Massachusetts welterweight championship. 
as a six-round co-featured event. Uh, said Grant Chin President Chris Traetti, both of these guys come to fight. Once a chance to make this fight was presented, I went with it right away. Despite only a few fights each, both have had extensive amateur careers, and this, in my eyes, is a pick em type of fight. Great stuff. Uh, let's see if there's any other news on any other fighters. Oh, yes. Undefeated welterweight prospect Denzel, double impact Whitley, who's 8 and 0 with six knockouts, fighting out of Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Headlines for the first time in the sixth round main event on the evening card against Maycom Ala da Silva, who's 1 and 4. Also fighting at night is undefeated Floridian welterweight Josniel TG Castro, who's 8 and 0. He's going up against Brian Goldsby in a six-round bout. Warwick, Rhode Island, junior middleweight Alfred Keenan Raymond, who's one and two, and Woburn, Massachusetts, Julian Black Dragon Baptiste, three and two, meet in a grudge rematch. Raymond won on a four-round split decision last November, but this fight will be contested over a slated six rounds. Undefeated Lowell, Massachusetts, welterweight Nicholas St. Nick Molina, 9-0, three knockouts, meets upset-minded Argentinian Jose Alcino Abal, who's 8-10 in another six-rounder. Brockton, Massachusetts, David Ribeiro, a 2020 New England Golden Gloves champ, make his pro debut versus Raheem Johnson in a four-rounder. The evening card opens with a four-round fight between Providence junior middleweight Rob the Golden Child Nolette, who's 1-1, and Dwayne Wisdom, who's 7-61. Pitts, Pittsfield's undefeated super middleweight, Steve Sumter, 5-0, puts his perfect pro record on the line in the first main event and scheduled eight-round bout versus veteran Florida fighter Manny Shake'em-Up Woods, 17-6-1, headlining the matinee card. Hometown favorite Framingham cruiserweight, Rafael Torres, who's 1-0, with one knockout, is in the four-round co-feature against Brazilian cruiserweight Igor Pessoa. Sumter's older brother, by the way, heavyweight Quinton, is 4-0, three knockouts, will be fighting on the same card with his brother for the first time in the Bay State. Quinton is matched against his first scheduled six-round bout versus Tracy the Titan Johnson. 4-10-6, by the way. The brother of world champion Demetrius Bubu Andrade, by the way. Also fighting on the matinee undercard in four-round uh, four matches is Swansea, Massachusetts junior middleweight, Anthony the Gentle Savage and Yossi uh, versus uh, 62 fight veteran Rynell Griffin. New York Cruiserweights Andrew Hardbody Nolan uh, goes up against Scott Bombs Lampert. Uh, Matthew Massachusetts junior middleweight Luke Iannucci uh, goes up against Robert Bricks and Florida Light heavyweight. Carlos Arredondo goes up against Michael Madirios. Little, little disclaimer here. Both cards are subject to change. Uh, anyway, uh, doors open at 1 p.m. Eastern time and 7 p.m. Eastern time, respectively, with the first bouts going off at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time and 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So we look forward to those results uh, next week. Should be a good, good, good fight night indeed. Well, a doubleheader. Good afternoon of fighting and a good evening of fighting. Let's have a quick look across the pond here at the East Side Rooms on Woodcock Street in Birmingham on the 26th of June. Lewis Morris plans to throw punches in bunches as his development continues with a fourth professional contest. He's back in the ring when BCB promotions return to the East Side Rooms 
in Birmingham with a Sunday afternoon showdown set for June 26th. The 20-year-old has fitted between Bantamweight, Feather, and Super Feather since his debut, with Super Bantam also a possibility. Morris, who's from uh, Blockswich near Walsall, made his introduction last October with a considerable height advantage over 5'1-inch Southpaw Reese Taylor. He kept his composure to claim all four rounds and outpoint Taylor by virtue of a 40-36 points decision, with his second bout of 2021 putting him against Josh Anderson. A slow spell in one session resulted in a drawn round, but Morris was on top in the other three to claim a 40-37 verdict before returning to action in March. He unloaded on Ricky Leach for most of the four rounds, but couldn't force an early finish, so instead settled for another 40-36 result. Morris will again have ex-pro Richie Carter in his corner, who has coached him since he was an amateur with the Wolverhampton Boxing Club. And his amateur career, by the way, saw him amass 24 wins from 31 unpaid bouts, with area honors coming his way twice in the England Junior Championships. So some uh, good fighting coming up in uh, Birmingham, England. And uh, I believe tickets are underway. Ah, oh, yes. The last item of the day. It is an interesting story. This is a little bit of politics here I have to report on. Former world super middleweight champ and current walk, uh, World Boxing Association light heavyweight mandatory challenger Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez, who's undefeated 44-0 and zero, with 30 knockouts, is confident that the WBC will order Dimitri Bivol, the reigning World Boxing Association as WBA, super light heavyweight champ to fight him next. Last month, Ramirez stopped Dominic Bozell in four rounds to become the official WBA light heavyweight mandatory challenger, which was his second title eliminator victory for Bivol. Um, first, first Bivol talked about fighting a rematch with Canelo Alvarez, which won't happen until next May at the earliest. Now he reportedly wants to to fight a unification versus Arthur Berdbiev, IBF, WBC, and WBO uh, champ, who has a WBO mandatory defense due, to, uh, due versus Anthony Yard. And promoter Eddie Hearn, who controls which fights are streamed by the zone, is pushing Josh, Joshua Buatzi as Bavel's next opponent if a unification with Berdbiev isn't made. However, Bivol's mandatory challenger is Zerdo. So uh, it's kind of interesting. The WBA World Light Heavyweight rankings go as follows. Dimitri Bivol, followed by Gilberto Ramirez out of Mexico, then Great Britain's Joshua Boazzi, then Callum Smith out of uh, Great Britain, then Andre Durrell out of USA, then Dan Aziz out of Great Britain, um, Lapia's uh, Ricards Bolotniks, Dominic Bozelles out of Germany, he's number seven, uh, Unesky Gonzalez out of Cuba, Anthony Yards out of Great Britain, and Craig Richards out of Great Britain. Said Ramirez, I appreciate the WBA and believe the right process will be followed. I'm confused about Bibble ducking me. I have earned the WBA mandatory challenger position in the ring, not once, but twice. He's been talking about fighting me for the last two years. It's time. Bilbo said this one and a half years ago. Gilberto Ramirez is one of the top players in the light heavyweight division. We have talked about this fight for a long time. The time has come to make this a reality. We trained together and sparred as well. He's a professional gentleman and a very good boxer. 
He's an ex-world champion who's proven to be one of the best. Fights like this excite fans. This is what boxing is all about. Fights that either fighter has a 50% of being victorious. Even Ramirez, former promoter Bob Arum, is on record saying Bivol, Bivol versus Zerdo should be next. Arum noted that Bivol and Zerdo both fight on the zone, while Bedarviyev fights exclusively on ESPN. And Aram doesn't want Bedarviyev to fight Bivol on the zone. Wow. Uh, Aram recently said in an interview, so my suggestion to Bivol is if the Canelo rematch isn't available, he should fight Gilberto Ramirez, who's promoted by Golden Boy. And Golden Boy and Eddie, Her Eddie Hearn both do their fights on zone, So it shouldn't be a hard fight to make. Zerdo, of course, agreed with Aram. Said, I'm not surprised by Bob's comments. Bivol can't demand what he wants to. What he wants to. It just doesn't work that way. Canelo didn't commit to the rematch, so now I'm curious what other excuses he, that's Bivol, might make to avoid me. My team and I have a tremendous amount of respect for Bob and Top Rank. He's one of the greatest promoters, and I will always appreciate Bob for giving me an opportunity. Although we disagreed, it doesn't mean we can't do good business together down the line. I still cherish all my time with Top Rank and wish nothing but the best for Bob and the Top Rank family. So the boxing world is waiting for the WBA to order the Bival versus Zerto fight. Will they or won't they? Politics will tell. All right. Thanks for joining me here on uh, Talk and Bite. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe. I'll see you at uh, 4 p.m. with Mike Horror at 4. And Cedric Ben is in the den for Knuckle Up. And hit that notification, please. And we'll see you, uh, as I said, 4 p.m. Eastern time.